Introducing Mindful Parenting in a Messy World with Michelle Gale. This podcast is for parents who long to be meaningfully connected to themselves and their children, even as the demands of modern life are accelerated. Enjoy a collection of supportive conversations, meditations, and nuggets of practical wisdom to help you embrace the parenting journey as your greatest potential for personal growth. Welcome to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. This is Michelle Gale. Today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the sense of belonging. And I chose this topic because it's something that I've really struggled with over the years. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking to you about why this topic interests me personally. We'll talk a little bit about the neuroscience behind belonging and talk a little bit about what um, wisdom practices tell us about the sense of belonging. And I'll, I'll try to wrap it up with some practical ideas on how to work with ourselves to feel more connected to the sense of belonging. And from the moment we enter this world, we're part of a family and community and throughout our lives, we'll relate to this idea of belonging in, in a myriad of ways. For myself, um, I was I was adopted from the time that I was born and never always had a really good relationship to having been adopted. And in graduate school, we did some exploration. I, I did a master's in psychology of our early childhood, and they asked us to bring in a picture of ourselves as an infant. And I called my mom and I asked her if she had any, and she said, no, I, she said, I never really thought about that. We don't have a picture of you until you were four months old, until we were given, until you were given to us. And that really struck me in that moment. And I, I reflected some more about my childhood and about this feeling of, of other. Right? And I'm not alone in that. I think many people struggle with that in their lives, feeling separate, not feeling connected. Uh, but I do think for me personally, it had something to do with it. Even though I loved my family, I was cared for, I had everything I needed, love and care, I always had this sense of, of otherness just a little bit. And, and that really shifted for me when I had my own family. But prior to having my own family in college, I really searched for this belonging and and I searched for it in many of the wrong ways, but I also think those wrong paths helped me to see what was possible. So I searched for it in bad relationships with men, one after the other. I was a professional at it. And I struggled for it in in the drug culture, um, particularly uh, with ecstasy. And when everyone was high on ecstasy together, there was this feeling of oneness and togetherness and and everything felt the way I felt it seemed it should be. And that's where I say, you know, that, uh, that unhealthy behavior showed me what was possible. So although the high would end and I would feel more depressed and more lonely and more alone, 
still, I think having that experience of having that had that experience of feeling that way ultimately was was probably good for me. And now when I was in college, the first time I'd ever experienced meditation, I went to a unity church, which is a non-denominational church in my college town. I had been having a really hard time struggling. And I don't know what brought me to this church, but I showed up at church and they do a very long, about a 30 minute guided meditation. And you hold the hands of the people next to you. And each time they would do this meditation, I would just cry and cry. And I really believe that was the beginning of me exploring my inner world that I hadn't before. And also in feeling connected to others in the church in a way I hadn't before. And it, it really kind of started connecting me to something bigger than myself and, and a kind of belonging that I hadn't experienced before. But like I said, having, having my family, having my children, you know, I can remember holding my son Tyler when he was four months old and having that realization, looking at him saying, oh my goodness, you are the first person I am connected to biologically that I'd ever met in my life. And oh my goodness, you were, I, it, you're four months old. So much has happened between the time you were born and these four months. And who in the world took care of me during that time? I, I hadn't ever thought about it in that way. I was with a foster family in the hospital for a while, I guess, and with a foster family that wrote my adoptive mother letters to tell her about me. And, and I was really blown away. But there was this connectedness, this belonging that was deeper and richer than I'd, than I'd experienced before. And then later on in my life, when I decided to change careers and, and go into coaching, coaching executives, um, doing life coaching, during my coaching program, my year-long coaching program, I had this experience of community on a deeper level with those other, it was maybe 17 or 18 of us sitting in this circle, you know, weekend after weekend, diving deep into our lives and into ourselves and exploring. And I, I had this sense of belonging and being held in this sense of community. And that was happening at the same time that my husband and I had moved into a wonderful area of Marin where we live now as a town called San Anselmo and, and had wonderful neighbors and the gates were open and the kids were coming from place to place. And so again, like sinking a little bit deeper into this sense of belonging. And so that, that's, that's my journey. It's my journey with this kind of feeling of belonging. And it's something I still struggle with. Even in, you know, I'm, I'm a big part of this Wisdom 2.0 community, which is a conference that goes on every year. And I have deep, deep relationships and friendships that have been being built over seven or eight years. And there'll be times where during the conference, I'll feel that I'm not a part of it. Like I don't really belong there. You know, I get this sense of, you know, this isn't, I, I, I don't, I don't really fit in or I'm somehow I'm a fraud, right? We, I think we've all had that experience of, of that fraud complex. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear, but my dog is snoring a little bit in the background. So if you hear a little bit of that, that heavy breathing, it's my dog. The point is I, I still struggle with this sense of belonging, even after all the work that I've done. So 
the neuro, there's some interesting neuroscience behind belonging that tells us people who have satisfying social relationships and feel cared for and loved by others are more physically healthy and live longer than those who feel socially isolated. So that feeling of connectedness and belonging is actually good for our health. Feeling socially connected can protect us against all kinds of things like heart disease and cancer. And, you know, when we feel rejected by a partner or feel rejected by a friend, you know, what happens in the brain? Well, what research tells us is that the feeling disconnected socially is processed in the brain in the same way as the threat of physical harm. So our alarm system goes off, right? Our amygdala is in our limbic system and our alarm system goes off. You know, our insula kicks into high gear. And, and when this happens, the sympathetic nervous system and the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis go into overdrive. On the other hand, you know, as I mentioned earlier, feeling connected socially really improves our health, right? So what, is, what are the wisdom teachings tell us about, about belonging? Um, you know, what I've learned over the years is this practice of metta, this practice of loving kindness, really is this pathway to belonging. You know, as our heart opens, and it opens, opens slowly, you know, we begin to realize that that we're, we are connected to ourselves. And we're not only connected to ourselves, but we're connected to each other. And we're connected to this earth. Um, you know, Tara Brock, who's a wonderful wisdom teacher, has done, has done quite a lot of work around, around loving kindness, around metta, around self-compassion. And I'm going to read you a, a paragraph that she wrote, which I really love. She says, the Buddha taught that by being aware of desire, we free ourselves from identifying with it. With radical acceptance, we begin to shed the layers of shame and aversion we have built around our deficient, wanting self. We see through the stories we have created, stories about a self who is a victim of desire, about a self who's fighting desire, about a self who tumbles into unhealthy desires, about a self who has to have something more, something different from what is right here, right now. Radical acceptance dissolves the glue that binds us as a small self and frees us to live from the vibrant fullness of our being. Longing, fully felt, carries us to belonging. So when we fully feel our longing, it carries us to belonging. And she ends by saying, the more times we traverse this path, feeling the loneliness or craving and inhabiting its immensity, the more the longing for love becomes a gateway into love itself. Our longings don't disappear, nor does the need for others. But by opening into the well of desire again and again, we come to trust the boundless love that is its source. Tara Brock, wonderful teacher. So what she's saying is that when we, we long for something and we desire something and we, we bring awareness to it, we allow ourselves to feel it, it actually connects us more deeply to ourselves, right? And as we connect deeply to ourselves, we, we belong. So the real work that we all have to do is to belong to ourselves first, right? To fall in love with ourselves all over again.
right? We come to this world as children and we're just amazed with ourselves, right? You can see babies, they're looking at their hands, they're just amazed, look in the mirror, they laugh, they're so happy, right? They're just in love with ourselves, with themselves. And and that's our work, is to reconnect to that. And so so it sound it seems a little um paradoxical, right? So how do we how do we access deeper belonging, right? When we think of belonging, we think of it out there, right? We think of it in community, and that is a part of belonging, but it actually starts within us. It starts inside of us, and that is where the belonging truly begins. So the inner journey, whether that's in meditation, or if you do Qigong, or if you do yoga, or if you do inquiry work, right? There's so many ways to do it. The the inner journey is what brings us home to ourself and feel as if we belong and really experience that deeper belonging. And as we belong to ourselves, then we can belong to others. And that it couldn't be any more true in family life, right? There's nothing, there's nothing worse than a parent who lives completely for their children, right? It's all out there. And, and the, the mirror is never turned Right? And they're never looking within. And so it doesn't mean they don't love their child. And it doesn't mean they're not committed to their child. But, but that work within ourselves is actually the work for our children. And it's actually how we, we can become closer to them by becoming closer to us. So our time is up. I hope this conversation, this talk, supported your path of mindful parenting. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World with Michelle Gale. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.